Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trinice Sharp. I am your host for this evening. As always, it's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I pray that God has been doing some awesome things in your lives and that God has been moving in spite of this pandemic, that God has been showing himself to be faithful, that God's been showing himself to be a powerful, a healer, a deliverer, a way, way maker, that whatever it is that you need God to be in your lives, that he is doing just that. So I'm excited about the word of God that he has um, placed in my <laughs> belly to give birth to this tonight. Um, this tonight will be a continuation of last week's podcast. Um, we have been talking about the unqualified series and continuing the unqualified series and talking about the topic of lack of faith. Talking talking about the topic of lack of faith and concerning this particular topic, um, we were talking about, we went over what lack and what faith meant. And um, I'm going to get into that in a second as far as the review. But I do want to open up in prayer so to allow the Holy Spirit to move the way he wants to move. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. God, I thank you, God, for your presence. I thank you, Father God, for being here in this place. Father God, I thank you, God, that you will saturate the place, God. I remove the, as I actually, God, that you remove all distractions, anything that is not like you, Father God, remove it out of the way, Father God. I ask that, Father God, that you would take control, Father God. I thank you, God, that you continue, God, to move, God, heavily, God, through me, dear Father God, that I that be able to be effective, God, and be able to, God, to bring forth deliverance, God, bring forth salvation, bring forth, God, healing, God, um, for your people, God, that whatever your people may need, Father God, that you will move through me God in the mighty name of Jesus Holy Spirit have your way remove all nervousness God remove all fear remove all doubt God remove all the Father God worrying Father God may you truly take control God this is your doing Father and I thank you Holy Spirit God that whatever it is you desire to be done God it shall be done in Jesus also name I pray amen all right, guys, I thank you for all those that are tuning in on via Facebook and on Instagram and also on our podcast platforms. I thank you guys for um, watching and listening. So we were talking about last week, the unqualified series. We've been doing the unqualified series for the past couple of months and God has been moving mightily throughout the series. And for those that have just tuned in for this particular um, series unqualified means not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task not having the skills or knowledge needed to do a task or simply it means to be not fit so a lot of times we feel unqualified because we feel like we don't mount up to the responsibilities we don't mount up to the authority we don't mount up to the qualifications needed to, to fulfill the will of God and what we have learned throughout the series is that there is nothing that we can do in our lives that will unqualify us to fulfill God's work for our lives, fulfill God's will and purpose for our lives. There are a lot of things that in the natural that can come into play as far as class, as far as education, as far as the way we look, as far as the way we talk, as far as money status, finances. There are a lot of things in the natural that can unqualify us for a specific task or a job or whatever the case is. But there is nothing that can unqualify us in the spirit when it comes to doing the will of God, when it comes to fulfilling the purpose that God has for our lives. There is nothing that can unqualify us. But 
a lot of us still unqualified for a numerous of reasons. There are things that we've uh, covered so far as far as there is a war between our flesh and spirit that can be an issue. There's also um, if there is there is a difference between obedience versus sacrifice that we have a problem with being obedient. That can be an issue. And we also talked about. Um, that we have a may, may have a fear of change. We talked about about that a couple of weeks ago, but we last week we talked about the lack of faith, having the lack of faith, and we we feel unqualified because we don't have, we don't have um, faith, or we have a lack of faith in who God is, what He can do, and who we are in Christ. When we have a lack of faith, that means that we or we're not unsh- we're not sure about who God is. We're not confident in who God is. We're not confident in what God can do. And we are not confident in who we are in Christ. Those are three things when it comes to having a lack of faith. And we last week we also went over two terminologies um, as far as what lack meant and what um, faith means. So lack is to be without or deficient in. To have lack means to be without or deficient in. And faith is... Belief and trust in and loyalty to God. So if we um, have a lack of faith, that means that we are either without belief, trust or loyalty to God or we have um, or we have a deficient. It means that we have a little little belief or a little trust in or loyalty to God. So we have to be careful when we allow circumstances to arise because when circumstances arise, they, it's soon one or two things can happen. It can cause us to stray away from God. Or it can cause us to draw closer to God. When circumstances arise in our lives, one or two things can happen. It can cause us to turn our backs on God or it will cause us to draw closer to God. And this is where, huh, this is where we will see where our faith level is. And this is why God allows circumstances that to take place because God will test us to see where our loyalty lies with him. To see where our loyalty lies with him. Will we allow circumstances to cause us to turn our back on him? Or will we allow it to draw closer to him? To, to cause us to be more dependent on him? To cause us to trust him? God doesn't allow these uh, certain circumstances to arise in our lives to, you know, cause us any harm. No, it's the cause to, to build character in our lives. The cause us to our faith to increase, to cause our trust to increase, to cause us to um, believe on a, on a higher level, on, on a deeper level. Not to the point where it's like, oh, God, well, why is this happening to me now? No, it's, it's to cause our perspective to change. How many of us have have gone through certain 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 um, excuse me certain situations, and it caused us to our prayer life to increase. It caused us to fast more. It caused us to read the Word of God God more. Why? Because we're like we're at a place now where our education can help us. We we're at a place now where our popularity can help us. Where our title. Whether you're a prophetess or whether you are a uh, apostle or pastor, where titles could not help us, where only thing that could help us in that certain situation is God and our um um and our dependence on Him. 
And a lot of us, especially in the times that we are now, and especially within this pandemic, we have realized that titles, we realized that status, we realized that finances, we realized that nothing, that nothing can help us but God. A lot of us have been stripped of jobs. A lot of us have been stripped of homes. A lot of us have been stripped of having money. A lot of us have been stripped of having entertainment. A lot of us have been stripped of distractions. And we have no choice but to depend on God. And we learned also last week. And if you want a scripture reference, faith, huh? Hebrews 11 explains it. I'm going to get into that a little bit later, going in more detail with that. But Hebrews 11, 1 is faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when you have faith, that is believing that God will do it, even though you don't see it with your own natural eyes. Believing that God will come through, even though you don't see it happening naturally. Because in order for it to happen in the spirit, in order for it to happen naturally, it must happen supernaturally first. In order for God's promises to be manifested naturally, it must happen supernaturally first. So that means that you have to believe uh, in things that are unseen. If you're believing for God to open a door in your life for a new position. You have to believe that God is turning things around. You have to believe that he's putting you in a position. You have to believe that he's even placing your name on, on the employer's heart. You have to believe that, that um, God is placing your name on the loan officer's heart. You have to believe that God is opening the door even though it's not already done in the natural. Believe that God is doing it on your behalf. That is where faith comes in. That is where faith comes in. Give me one moment. That is where faith comes in. So we learned that last week. We also talked about, um, I went over a quick uh, example last week of talking about troubleshooting and talking about when there is an issue in our lives and how we're able to troubleshoot or how we're able to, what troubleshoot means, it means to discover why something does not work effectively and help to improve it. To discover why something does not work effectively and help to improve it. So what God was showing me concerning troubleshoot is that a lot of times when circumstances arise in our lives, that we put the blame on God instead of realizing that maybe there is something that is wrong in our prayer life. Something is wrong with our relationship with Christ that has caused us to not have a confidence, caused us not to have confidence in him, caused us not to have a level of faith needed to make sure that God's promises is manifested in the natural. We cannot put the blame on God. Listen, God has already done the work. When God created time, when God created the heavens and the earth, when God created mankind, when God created the firmament, and when God created the waters, and when God, you know, the seven days that he created different things and animals, and God created the stars in the moment, God created all those things. And on the last day, he said, it is well. When God created that, 
We are catching up to what God had already done. He already planned it out. He already said, okay, at this moment in time, Trainees is going to do Imperfectly Perfect Live. And my cousin Keisha will be watching and Chanel will be watching. And Keisha will be watching and Zanita will be watching. God already planned all of these things. He already planned all of this. But we're catching up. This is where faith comes in. Faith was created to see, okay, are you, are you ready for it? Are you willing and available? Are you really ready to receive what I have already created and already manifested uh, in the supernatural? But your faith is what catches you up. Your faith is what catches you up because God has already said it's already done. But I need to see if you believe. I need to see if you trust me. I need to see that you're that you're dependent on me. I need to see that you're giving me control. That is what God is saying in this hour. He's allowed us to be stripped of, of natural things. He's allowed us to be stripped of relationships that we should not have even been there. He's allowed us to take away um, resources so that we can depend on him. Hi, Laura. Hi, Elder Pat. He's allowed us to be stripped of certain things. To get us back. To get us back to the basics. He wants us to get back to, to the moment that we accepted him as Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Think back to the moment. That day that you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The feeling that you felt of singing, my God, where had Jesus, where, where were you all my life? Why didn't I, why didn't I accept you before now? Why didn't I create, have a relationship with you before now? The passion that you felt, the love that you felt the day that you realized that Jesus was the missing link in your life. Think back on that moment. Think about the passion that you had. Think about the love and, and just just the excitement that you had wanting to share the gospel of Jesus Christ wanting everybody to know about how Jesus saved you about how Jesus delivered you about about this just this wonderful reckless love that God has for you that faith that you had then but somewhere down the line, we lost that faith. Somewhere down the line, we allowed ourselves to have a lack of faith. When we first accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we can we believe that Jesus can do, move mountains, that Jesus can heal the sick, that Jesus can raise the dead. We started reading the word of God and we're reading all of these passages, reading in Matthew, Luke, and John and Acts and about how the miracle signs and wonders that Jesus did. And we're so excited and we're sharing it with our coworkers and our, and our loved ones and our friends and our neighbors. We're sharing the gospel. But then, when life seems to make a turn in our lives and it seems like we're being tested back to back to back. And we begin to say, man, is this really the life that I want to live? Is this, was this really worth me turning from my old life? God never said that our lives, that the life of 
having a relationship with him will be easy. He never said that. But Jesus said it would be worth it. Because what we and what we're going to learn a little bit later is that our focus should not be on earthly things. Our focus should be on heavenly matters. Why? Because this life we live here on earth is not our permanent home. It's not our permanent home. So all things that all things that um, take place in our lives here on earth is adding up and it's going to be beneficial to our life in heaven. In heaven. God created us for a purpose. He created us for a purpose to help advance the kingdom of God. To help advance the kingdom of God. So all things that God um, wants to bless us with. All things that he wants to do through us in our lives. Is to help advance the kingdom of God. It's not even for ourselves. Yes we reap the benefits. Of having nice things on earth. Of having being um, wealthy. Of being prosperous. We reap those benefits. Because we are king's kids. But that's not the main purpose. And we've lost sight of that. We've lost sight of that. So we learned that. We learned um, also last week that when we realized that there is an issue in our faith level. We learned that we have to first detect um, that there's a problem in our faith level problem in our lives. Once we detect that we also have to resolve and fix it. And how do we do that? We have to repent and move forward. We have to repent and then move forward. And then after that, once we detect that there's a problem, we resolve it by repenting. Then after that, God will check. God will check and make sure that our faith is restored and that we are remaining steadfast. Because when there are problems, you have to make sure. And I used the computer as an example last week is that when you have problems in, a, in your computer, the computer, when it troubleshoots it, it checks to see what the issues are. It fixes the problem. And then it says, it asks you, do you want to check and make sure the problems actually resolve? And that's what God does in our lives. He's such a great father that he said, okay, I want to make sure that you actually learn the lesson. That you didn't just, you know how in school, and I can definitely attest to this, that in school, when it came to learning, a lot of times, a lot of us, Study for the tests just so we can pass the test. But say if a couple of days later or a week or a week later, your teacher, you know, does a review over it. He they they, they do a review to make sure that you actually huh, actually comprehend it. Because the difference between learning something to pass the test and actually comprehending it and applying it to your life it's a difference so then they review you with it and it said and you're like man like you don't really know the answers why because you only studied to pass the test you didn't study to apply it to your life and that's why god checks and makes sure that we are faithful to store it and that we're steadfast so that when we are tested again 
so that when we are tested again, because just because we're tested one time and our faith is restored does not mean that God is not going to test us again. No, we're constantly going to go through tests because every test builds our character. Every test builds our faith. Every test builds our trust in God and how it causes us to depend more on God. It's a deeper relationship when it comes down to it. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Deaconess Tracy. It's a deeper relationship. So when we when there is a lack of faith in our lives, we have to be able to detect it, have discernment. God will be then fix it by repenting and moving forward. And then God would test us just like he did. Peter, we used that example last week that God tested Peter. On the in 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 the river, not the river, see the sea, when the disciples, they were on the boat. And it was a it was a big storm and Jesus comes walking on the water, comes walking on the water. And they didn't believe none of them believe that it was Jesus. They thought it was a ghost. They thought it was a ghost. Jesus comes. Peter sees and say, Lord Jesus, if it's really you, then command me to come on the water. If it's really you command me to come on the water. So Jesus did that. And Peter was having faith. As long as Peter was focusing on Jesus, he had faith. He was walking on water. But then he started recognizing that the storm was still happening around him. So he started focusing on what was happening around him instead of focusing on Jesus. And because he started focusing on the natural things, my God, he lost sight of the supernatural things. And then his faith. His faith was being tested in that moment. And he started doubting. He started doubting the power of God because he started, wait a minute, how am I walking on water? And it's still a storm happening around me. And he started sinking that quickly. As soon as he lost focus off of Jesus, he lost faith that quickly and he began to sink. Then Jesus had to reach out his hand and grab him. And when Jesus grabbed me and said, oh, Peter, you of little faith, where is your faith? He was like, Peter, you were just focused on me. You walked on water. You were that close and he was almost to Jesus. But because he lost focus, because he started focusing on things, he started focusing on his finances. He started focusing on natural ability. He started focusing on the fact that he didn't have education. He started focusing on all these other things. And I'm putting all these paraphrasing certain things, this relative of things that we focus on. When God tells us to do things, when God says that you're going to be an entrepreneur, that God says that you're going to be a homeowner, when God says that you're going to be delivered, when God says you're going to be healed. Where is our faith level? Are we focusing on what God said? Are we focusing on what on the natural? Because again, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if you want to believe that what God said is going to come to pass, you cannot focus on what is not here. You have to know what God said in his word. You have to speak it with your mouth because life and death is in the power of the tongue. So whatever God said, start speaking that thing into existence until you see it manifested in the natural. Because again, it must happen in the supernatural before it happens in the natural. So just because you don't see it happening in the natural right now does not mean it will not come in the past. It's just some things that need to take place in the supernatural before it is done in the natural realm. Believe. 
Believe what did God tell you was going to come to pass. Believe it. Speak it. Claim it. Until you see that it's already until you see it done into the natural. Continue to believe. And so tonight, that was supposed to be a quick review, but however. <laughs> so tonight we're going to continue lack of faith uh portion of unqualified series. And tonight we're going to be talking about how to get your faith level up. When you realize that you're having a lack of faith, we're going to talk about four points of how to get your faith level up. These are four points that God shared with me that's been helping me along this faith journey because I just, huh, just like you, I've been going through this faith journey and God has been testing me left and right, causing me to depend on him in a way that I have never had to depend on him before. And these are things that God shared with me to help make sure that my faith level is at a point that I can be able to be in a position to receive his promises. So number one, how to get your faith level up. Number one, we must remain loyal to God. In order, in order to get our faith level up, we must remain loyal to God. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 21 through 24. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. <clears throat> Excuse me. First John 3. Verse 21 through 24. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. We're talking about loyalty to God in this passage. So it says, Beloved, if our heart does not convict us of guilt, we have confidence, complete assurance, and boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we carefully and consistently keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight, habitually seeking to follow his plan for us. Verse 23 says, this is his commandment that we believe with personal faith and confident trust in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and that we unselfishly love and seek the best for one another, just as he commanded us. Verse 24 says, the one who, who habitually keeps his commandments, obeying his word and following his precepts abides and remains in him and he in him. By this we know and have the proof that he really abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us as a gift. Yes, Melissa, again, that was 1 John chapter 3, 1 John 3 verse 21 through 24. So in this passage... God is, is causing us to realize that we have to have a confidence. We have to have confidence in God that he will do just as he said. And when we abide in him, abide means that we are one with him. It means that we commune with God. It means we have, when you abide with God, that means you have a relationship with God. How do you have a relationship with God? By praying, by having constant communication with him. When we have, and when we do that habitually means that, and it says habitually and consistently means that we have to have a daily prayer life. When you think about loyalty and even think about loyalty to your friends, that means that there are times that you are talk to them consistently. You might not talk to your friends every day because you have other things to do. <laughs> I mean, it's reality, but you, you constantly, you are checking up on them. You're not going a year, um, out and saying, oh, okay, no, those are not your close friends. If you're waiting a year 
to contact them waiting a year later to make sure they're good no you don't always have to be on the phone for 24 hours but send them a text check on them say hey sis hey bro just want to make sure you good even if you don't have a moment in time to really you know have all of their seasons Sometimes there are seasons where you'll be able to spend more time with your friends than others. But when it comes to God, we, listen, God is essential in our lives. God is having a relationship with Jesus Christ is essential in our lives. And talking to Jesus daily is important. Why? Because there are, every single day is a new, it's new things that we have to face. Every single day, there are new, new things that we have to face. One day, we might be facing hardship. Another day, we might be facing um, things concerning our family life. Another day, we might be facing things concerning our finances. Another day, things concerning our business. It, it's new things every single day. And we have to talk to God daily because God will, he may, he will uh, forewarn us of some things. He may strengthen us, give us the strength that we need so that we are loyalty, so that we remain loyal to God. And that when, when um, hardship arise, that we won't turn our back on God because God has already warned us and God has already strengthened us to be able to stand. Even when things get hard, we're able to stand and be able to trust them because he already said in his word, he already promised you that it's going to come to pass. So you're not easily moved. You're not dismayed by what's happening around you because God already said that, that, um, times may come and circumstances may arise. He said, it's not going to be easy, but he said, will you trust me? Which leads to the next point. Because how to get your faith level up? We must remain loyal to God. We must remain loyal. Hi Jasmine. Thank you for watching. Hi Sister Max. We must remain loyal to God. And it leads to the next point is that how to get our faith level up. We must trust God. We must trust God. Because especially in these times that we're high on debt, especially in these times that we're in, huh, I'm telling you, if you don't put your trust in God, you will sink. Just like Peter did, you will sink. If you put your trust in man, it you will fail. Literally. God has at its place now that we have to trust him. We can't do this in our own strength because the word of God says in Philippians 4.13 that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It says through Christ, not through man, not through money, not through things, no, through Christ. Yes, we receive money through Christ. Why? Because God is the ultimate source. God is the ultimate source. We receive all of these things through Christ. How foolish are we to think that we can do things in our own right? God created us. And because God created us, wouldn't we think that we need him? Wouldn't we think that we need him to get through life because he is the author and finisher of our faith? He is the author and finisher of our life. God is, is the creator. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the I am. He is I am. 
So why do we think that we can do things in our own strength? Why do we even attempt to do it? And I say we because I have done that. Got to it. But sometimes we. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Another reason why God has stripped us and allowed this pandemic to happen. Because we got so prideful. We got so prideful. God got us to a certain place in our lives. And a lot of us may have had six-figure salaries. And we may have received a home. And it seemed like everything was on the up and up. And it seemed everything was just flowing. And it seemed like we got to a place where we started thinking. Or even entertaining a thought that we did it on our own. And when you get to that place in your life. When you start thinking that you did it on your own, you need to check yourself. Hi, my brother Ulysses, Dr. Ulysses and my sister on Instagram. You need to check yourself. Check yourself. Because I was watching earlier, my brother, um, John Jr., my brother, I don't call him that, but yes, he was doing Global Voices early on a different platform. And he was talking about how we have to remain humble. We have to remain humble. We cannot get to. And this is why God allows circumstances to arise. To keep us humble. To keep at, us at a place of humility. To, call, to, to ensure that we know without a shadow of doubt. That if it was not for God on our side. We would not be where we are now. This is why God doesn't even give us all of his promises all at once. Because if God truly gave us all the promises in the fullness thereof that he said he was going to give us. Many of us would, number one, we would not be loyal to God. We would turn our backs on God. Listen, I got all of the stuff. I got all the money. I got all the cars. I got the marriage. I got this. I got that. We would do all of that. Turn our backs on God because we would start thinking that we did that. When we didn't, if it wasn't for God, where would we be? Where would we be? So God has to keep at us the place to keep us humble, keep us in check. God has to keep us in check. Why? Because we are in fleshly bodies. And our flesh would get the best of us. Because we live in a world. Uh, we live in a world. Where the enemy, he is the prince of the age. And just, just like the enemy, the enemy got kicked out. The devil got kicked out of heaven because he had the mentality. Lucifer, his name, he was the, the ministry, minister of music in heaven. He had the... The authority to to create and create worship. I mean, create and worship. So, but it was worship for God, not for him. So he was pretty much kind of like second in command in heaven. But God created him to create music, to create music to great and to in return give worship back to God. But Lucifer. He didn't like the fact that he's like, wow, I'm creating this music 
But nobody worshiping me, nobody giving praise unto me. I'm the I'm the musician. I'm the great musician. I'm playing harps and I'm playing guitars and I'm singing, you know, with uh, wonderful chords and having harmony and I'm doing this and that and I'm bringing forth all of these things. So why is nobody worshiping me? I'm creating this. And because he had that mentality, God kicked him out. Because he forgot that if it was not for God, he wouldn't have the talent. He wouldn't have the gifts. He wouldn't be able to, to be as, as talented and gifted as he was. He wouldn't have that if it was not for God. But he got so prideful. He got so, um, so consumed with himself. They forgot why God created him in the first place. Lucifer forgot why God created him in the first place. Not to give praise to himself, but to use his gifts to bring glory to God. And that's why God created each and every one of us. That's why God blessed each and every one of us with certain gifts. To use the gifts that God has given us to give glory unto God. To give glory unto God. Again, to give glory unto God. Not to give glory to ourselves. Not to use our gifts for ourselves. No. It's to use, it's use our gifts to bring glory to God. To help advance the kingdom of God. We use our gifts of singing. Using our gifts of dance. Using our gifts of cooking. Using our gifts of not having been uh, financially um, educated. Administration gifts, using whatever gifts that God has given you, talents that God has given you to help advance the kingdom of God. But a lot of us have gotten to a place where it's certain status and thinking that, oh, okay. And yeah, a lot of us have worked hard. And that's not negating that. A lot of us, you know, may have went to college. And college is not easy. I know. I definitely know that. And yes, it does take. It does take hard work for you to, to be able to get to a certain place. But if it was not for God giving you the strength, it was not God for you giving the, uh, the, uh, um, excuse me, the capability to even learn, you would not be able to get through it. Yes, it takes hard work. But we cannot take for granted the fact that if it was not for God, where would we be? So God has to keep us humble. So how do, you, how do we get our faith level up? That was the Holy Spirit. He took me a whole different route. How do we get our faith level up? We have to remain loyal to God. Number two, we have to trust God. And my, one of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth. Removing obstacles that block your way. My God. I love this passage so much. Like this particular passage keeps me humble on so many levels 
and cause causes me to refocus my mind in moments where I don't understand what God is doing in moments where um you know I know what God said I know what God promised me and certain circumstances may arise and it's causing because I'm I'm an overthinker for those out there that are analytical we think overthink everything we overthink everything and that because you're overthinker that is all the more reason why you have to seek God daily and say God I need you to renew my mind because when you are overthinker it's like your mind is on overdrive and even when you sleep your mind is on overdrive constantly trying to figure things out why is this happening why is this not doing it this way and why and why did they say this and why did they do that and is it because of me and what did I do and you just start over analyzing everything and it gets so tiring literally it gets tiring it gets tiring and that's why in God's word it said and do not rely on your own insight or understanding because if you would try to rely on your own insight and understanding, you would be going crazy. Literally, you would go crazy. Your mental capacity cannot even comprehend what God is doing supernaturally. Our mental capacity cannot comprehend what God is capable of doing supernaturally. We cannot understand how God can raise somebody from the dead who was already pronounced dead. And how God said, okay, command that life be put into their body just like Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, rise up and walk. Lazarus was already physically dead. But Jesus said that he was asleep. For four days, for four days, Lazarus was dead naturally. And when Jesus stepped out on the scene, Jesus said, he's not dead. He's asleep. He said, Lazarus, rise up and walk. Jesus said, rise up and walk naturally. We cannot comprehend how a person can be dead for four days. And Jesus come on the scene and said, rise up and walk. And he gets up and walk as if nothing had even happened. If we try to figure that out with our natural mentality, we would go crazy. I know I would. You can't try to figure it out. That's why, again, it says in Hebrews 11, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We have to believe that God is doing it supernaturally because it has to be done supernaturally before it is done in naturally. We have to believe that God is turning it around. We have to believe that God is doing it on our behalf. We have to believe that God is faithful. Remain loyal to him. Just because things don't happen the way that you thought it was going to happen. Does not mean that God is not going to remain faithful. That God is not a promise keeper. What did God say? What did God tell you was going to come to pass? Just because it didn't happen the way you attended it. Or imagined it would be. It did not mean that God is not going to come through on your behalf. 
That just means that you need to seek him and say, Lord, okay, it didn't happen this way. Or, you know, the money didn't come through through this resource. Or this person didn't come through the way I thought they were going to come through. But God, I know what you said in your word. I know what you promised me. So that's the, t the moment. Because like I said earlier, two things will happen. When circumstances arise, two things will happen. Either you will turn your back on God or you will draw closer to God. And you, in this, in this content, it's, more, it's important that you draw closer to God. And that's why you have to check your level of faith. Because if you start seeing that you are straying away from God. That means that your faith level was not at a place where it needed to be so that you can receive the promises of God. Get your faith level up. Are you trusting God? Because again, and also I'm reading forward again in verse 6 of Proverbs 3. It says, in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. Acknowledge who God is. What did I say earlier? The reason why we feel unqualified and have a lack of faith is because we don't have confidence in who God is. We don't have confidence in what God can do. And we don't have confidence in who we are in Christ. So in, this, in the word it says in all your ways know and acknowledge and recognize who God is. Acknowledge who he, who he is. Recognize how powerful God is. Recognize that God is a provider. Recognize, recognize that God is a way maker. Recognize that God is a healer. Recognize that God is a deliverer. Recognize God is your strong tower. Recognize that God can move mountains. Recognize that God will raise the sick, heal the sick. That God will raise the dead. That God is able and capable to do all things. That God will do exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we can ever ask or think. Recognize how powerful, how mighty that God is. Recognize that he is the great I am. All powerful. All mighty. All knowing. Omniscient that he is all. Rabasia, that he knows all things. That he can do all things. Recognize who God is. There's nothing too hard for God because it says in God's word in Matthew 19, 26, that all things are possible with God. If you believe, if you believe, God is not going to do it for you if you don't believe. That's why he's, he's causing, he, he's causing for us to activate our faith because God is, God is our, like I said earlier. We are, we have to catch up with God because everything that is happening now that happened then and that's going to happen in the future. God already spoke it. He already spoke it. It is already finished. But we have to activate our faith so that it can be manifested in the natural. And if we don't believe it, God won't do it for us because we're proving to God that we're not ready. We're proving to God that we don't believe that he's, that he's who he is. We don't believe in what he can do. And we don't believe in who we are in Christ. We don't have confidence. But didn't God prove to you time and time again that he. Uh, didn't he prove to you of how powerful he is? Think about the things that God has already done in moments. Jesus, and I'm speaking to myself. This is speaking life to myself. 
in moments where when your faith is being tested, think back on the things that God has already done in your life. Think back on those things. When, when it seemed like you wasn't going to be able to pay your bills and how God had made a way out of no way. When it seemed like you was going to fail school, God made a way out of no way. When it seemed like you wasn't going to have a job, God opened a door for you. What did God do for you already? Did we forget that God has already been faithful? Did we forget it? Where is our faith? Just like Peter, oh, you of little faith. Where is your faith tonight? We have to check our level of faith. Glory be to God. So how to, how to get our faith level up? Number one, remain loyal to God. Number two, trust God. Number three, don't give up. Number three, don't give up. Whatever you do, do not give up. That is what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God comes to, have, to give us life and give us life more abundantly. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So, of course, because, listen, because the enemy already got kicked out of heaven and because his, um, cause his judgment is already final and his time is running out, the enemy is trying to take any and everybody he can with him. Because he know he don't have another chance. The enemy doesn't have another chance. Him and his minions already have their judgment. Their judgment is final. But as long as we have breath in our body, we still have time. But don't take a vet. Don't. Don't take advantage of don't I'm sorry I'm trying to illustrate this the best way I can don't don't think to the point that just because you have breath in your body that you have a lot of time left because the fact of the matter is that we are in the last days so time is of the essence time is of the essence we cannot think that, oh, just because, you know, okay, well, I didn't do it today, so I'm going to do it tomorrow. No. If God is telling you to do it now, do it now. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Only God knows what our future holds. Only God knows what tomorrow will bring. So if God is telling you to do it now, do it now. Because you might not have another chance to do it, do it um, later. Do as God is leading you to do. So, number three, how to get our faith level up? Don't give up. The enemy wants us to give up. He wants us to forfeit our birthright. Why? Because he already forfeited his. The enemy already forfeited his. So, of course, he wants us to give up. He wants us to throw in a towel. He wants us to, to, make us, um, to turn our backs on God. He wants us to not trust God. He wants us to do that. So let's go to Galatians 6 verse 9. Galatians 6 verse 9. Glory be to God. And I'm reading from the New International Version. 
Galatians 6 verse 9. I'm reading from the um, New International Version, NIV. It says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Again, it says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So God is basically letting us know that don't think that our work is going in vain. Don't think that our loyalty is going in vain. Don't think that um, everything that God is telling us to do just because the promises may not have been manifested yet does not mean that God is not doing it. Don't think that, um, don't think that it's not going to happen because it says for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. And what did it say? If we do not give up. And a lot of us, I feel that heavily Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel that heavily right now that a lot of us are right. Like it's literally we're right here. Our promise is right here and we are literally right here. This is us and this is our promise. And we are literally right here. And because we are so close, we are facing opposition on a level that we have not even had to face before. And just like Peter. I know I keep using that example. But just like Peter. He was walking on water. And when I tell you. I mean we was not there. But I can only imagine. That as he was walking on water. And he, his focus was on God. On Jesus. He was literally right here. Peter, Jesus, he was literally right here. And because he started looking to the left, looking to the right, looking all around him, started seeing that, oh man, finance is not here. Oh man, people talking about me. Oh man, I don't have a job and what I'm going to do. And, and oh man, my, my, my family has been attacked and their health is being attacked. And he's right here. And he started looking at all these things happening around him. He started realizing all the natural things. And because he got his focus off of Jesus. He started sinking. He started sinking. And even though Peter was right here. He lost focus. He was so close. He was so close. And that's where a lot of us are now. We are so close. And opposition has been rising against us left and right. And the enemy has been using that. To get us off focus. But I encourage you tonight. To go back. Go back to the word that God has given you. What did God tell you is going to happen? What did God say? Because the fact of the matter is because opposition is a clear indication that you are closer than you think. And I know I said that last week, but it must be said again. That opposition is a clear indication that we are closer than we think. So really what we really should be doing. I know it sounds crazy, but faith to have faith, you must be a little crazy. 
literally i'm 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 saying it with all not even trying to be you know offensive to anybody but to have faith you gotta have crazy faith and this is just a plug-in anybody who knows about pastor michael todd please watch that faith series that crazy faith series because listen you gotta have crazy faith to the point that and we're gonna go into that in a second and i'm i'm getting ahead of myself because i'm so excited you gotta have a faith to the point where when people are talking about you when it looks crazy to people about why you're believing you have literally two nickels to your name and your bank account but god is telling you to open up the business you literally did don't even have an education you don't have a degree you may not even uh, have a high school diploma but God is yet telling you to open up a school God telling you to write a book and you don't even know how to read or write crazy faith because I told you again in Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 you cannot understand things in your natural my ability because it's not going to make sense what God does it's not going to make sense to your natural mind and God does it that way to keep us humble. God does it that way to keep us humble. We can't figure God out. We will never be able to figure God out. Because God will take us one way in one season and take us another in another season. So that we remain humble and so that we remain dependent on him. So again, we have to... Make sure that we don't give up because we are closer than we think. If opposition is arising, start giving thanks to God. If you are facing opposition, I know it sounds crazy, but I'll tell you, if you start having crazy faith like that, it's saying, wow, okay, I don't have the money that I need right now. Okay, my family running crazy. I got people talking. Listen, if you got people talking about you, good. That means that you're doing something right. That means you're on the right path. That means you are in alignment with God. Because if people not talking about you, you need to start questioning whether or not you are fulfilling the work of the Lord. Because that means you're probably on, on the enemy's side. So if people talking about you, good. Say, thanks be to God. I must be doing something right. Thanks be to God. I must be doing and along the right path. Start giving thanks to God. Start using your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Start thanking God. Say, Lord, I thank you that the, that the position is mine. Lord, I thank you that my body is healed. Lord, I thank you that my family is delivered. Lord, I thank you that you're opening doors. Lord, I thank you that you're turning things around. Lord, I thank you, God, for divine favor in my life. Lord, I thank you that you're doing exceedingly, abundantly, both all that I can ever ask or think. Lord, I thank you. That if it was not for you, God, where would I be? Lord, I thank you. Start thanking God. When opposition arises in your life, start thanking God. Why? Because that confuses the enemy. When we give thanksgiving to God, that confuses the enemy because what the enemy wants to happen. When opposition arises, he wants us to get our focus off of God and start focusing on what's happening around us. But no. 
When opposition arise, we need to make sure that we're giving thanks to God. Say, Lord, I don't see it happening right now in the natural, but God, I know what you said in your word. Lord, I know for a fact and without a shadow without God that only you can do it. That only you can open the door, God. That only you can make a way out of no way. Lord, I thank you that you're doing it right now, God. Start giving thanks to the God. So start giving thanks to him. Because the enemy wants you to doubt. The enemy wants you to worry. The enemy wants you to turn your back on him. But no, when you give thanks to God, you are confusing the enemy. And guess what? He is defeated. Praise. When you start giving praise to God, you start defeating the enemy with your praise. Worship shifts the atmosphere, but praise changes things. Jesus, praise changes things. Start praising God in the midst of your circumstances, in the midst of opposition arising. Start praising God. Give thanks to the God. Give thanks to the most high God, the true and living God. Why? Because God has already proven that he's faithful. God has already proven that he's going to make a way out of no way. So don't allow yourself to give up because you are closer than you think. You're closer than you think. When opposition arises, give thanks and praise to God. Because guess what? You are almost there. You are almost there. It's about a matter of time because what is said in his word? For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So don't you dare give up and forfeit your promise. Don't you dare give up and forfeit your promise. You come too far by faith. Yeah, You come too far to give up now. You come too far to give up now. Jesus. Hallelujah. Last point. Number four, how to get your faith level up. Stay focused on him. Stay focused on God. Whatever you do, do not get your focus off of God. Do not get your focus off of Jesus. I know thought the enemy will plant thoughts in your mind. He will plant thoughts in your mind. But the enemy, ah, I love it. My pastor Tracy spoken that before, and I, I mentioned it before. Is that the enemy will plant thoughts in your mind, but the enemy doesn't know. Ah, he doesn't know what God is saying to you. He doesn't know what God is doing in your life. But he knows things because you speak it out of your mouth. That's why the word of God said life and death is in the power of the tongue. So just because the enemy plants thoughts in your mind does not mean you go into agreement with it. You get in, you come into agreement with what the enemy is planting in your mind and you start speaking it out of your mouth. So if the enemy is telling you that you're not going to amount to anything, say, I am. I am more than a conqueror. That I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strength, strengthens me. If the enemy tells you that you're sick, say I, I that um I am healed by Jesus stripes. I am healed. Start using the word of God as your spiritual weapon and warfare. Whatever the enemy is planting your mind, he only knows. <laughs> he only knows, and you only go and see. He only knows what's happening. 
when you speak it out of your mouth and when you speak into agreement with what he already said and plan it in your mind. But if you turn that thing around and start speaking the word against what he planted in your mind, you have defeated him. And you are victorious because of that. You are victorious. Use the words in your mouth wisely. Do not, do not speak death out of your mouth. Do not speak negativity out of your mouth. Speak positivity. Speak life out of your mouth. Speak things as if they already are. Speak it. Speak those things into existence. Stay focused on God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 through 4. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 through 4 in the Amplified Version. Again, Colossians 3, verse 1 through 4, Amplified Version. It says, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth. Which have only temporal value. For you died to this world. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears. Then you will also. Then you also will appear with him in glory. So Jesus says stop focusing on the things that are on earthly value. Focus on God. Focus on heavenly things. Why? Because this life here on earth is temporary. This life here on earth is temporary. This life, yeah, this life here on earth is temporary. We need to be more heaven focused. If we are more heaven focused, we won't be easily dismayed because we lost our job. We won't be easily dismayed because we may have people turn our back on us. Yeah, it may hurt a little bit. We might be disappointed. But yeah, cry, wipe the tears away, go to God, depend on him, say, Lord, I need you to help me. Depend on him and move forward. And I'm not negating the way you may feel because we are fleshly beings and we are, we are emotional creatures. But don't allow it to consume. Don't allow your emotions to consume you to the point where you lose sight on what God is doing. You lose sight that this is not your permanent home. That there is greater in store. And that we are preparing ourselves to live eternity in heaven. I don't know about you, but I look forward to living eternity in heaven. I, I know that my time here is not finished yet. And there's still work that needs to be done. But God knows I look forward to the moment in time. That I meet my Savior. And I stand before him. The words that I want to hear is well done. Thy good and faithful servant. That is what I look forward to. Why? Because I trusted in God. Why? Because I remained loyal to him. Why? Because I didn't give up. And why? Because I remain focused on heavenly matters and not on earthly matters. Remain focused on Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Remain focused on Jesus. So again, going over those four points, how to get our faithful level up. Number one, remain loyal to God. Number two, trust God. Number three, do not give up. And number four, stay focused on him. Stay focused on him. And what I want to, what I want to close with is the passage, Hebrews 11 and the message Bible. And when I tell you, when I read this passage, I was like, okay, if our faith level don't increase from this passage, my God, you really need to do a heart check in your, in your life. So what I'm going to do is read Hebrews 11, the message Bible and stay with me as I read it. Cause you're talking about crazy faith in all of this chapter, crazy faith. So let's read it. Hebrews 11 in the message Bible. Faith in what we don't see. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. By faith, we see the world called into existence by God's word, what we see created by what we don't see. By an act of faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was what he, what he believed. It was what he believed, not what he brought, that made the difference. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. Verse 5, by an act of faith. Enoch skipped death completely. They looked all over and couldn't find him because God had taken him. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, he pleased God. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Verse 7, by faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. The result, his family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. As a result, Noah became intimate with God. Verse 8. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, Jesus, he lived in the country promised to promised him, lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real, eternal foundations. The city designed and built by God. Verse 11, by faith, Barren Sarah was able to become pregnant. 
old woman as she was at the time because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. That's how it happened. That from one man's dead and shriveled loins, there are now people numbering into the millions. Verse 13, each one of these people of faith died not yet having in hand what was promised, but still believing. How did they do it? They saw it way off in the distance, waved their greeting, and accepted the fact that they were transients in this world. People who live this way make it plain that they are looking for their true home. If they were homesick for the old country, they could have gone back any time. Any time they wanted. But they were after a far better country than that heaven country you can see why god is so proud of them it has a city waiting for them hebrews 11 verse 17 again by faith abraham at the time of testing offered isaac back to god acting in faith he was as ready in return to return the promised son his only son as he had been to receive him and this after he had already been told your descendants shall come from Isaac Abraham figured that if God wanted to he could raise the dead in a sense that's what happened when he received Isaac back alive from off the altar verse 20 by an act of faith Isaac reached into the future as he blessed Jacob and Esau verse 21 by an act of faith Jacob on his deathbed blessed each of Joseph's sons in turn blessing them with God's blessing not his own as he bowed worship worshipfully upon his staff verse 22 by an act of faith joseph while dying prophesied the exodus of israel and made arrangements for his own burial verse 23 by an act of faith moses parents hid him away for three months after his birth they saw the child's beauty and they braved the king's decree verse 24 by faith Moses, when grown, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. He chose a hard life with God's people rather than an, than an opportunistic, soft life of sin with the oppressors. He valued suffering and the Messiah's camp far greater than Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead anticipating the pay of Jesus by an act of faith. He turned his heel on Egypt, indifferent to the king's blind rage. He had his eye on the one no one could see. He kept right on going. By an act of faith, he kept the Passover feast and sprinkled Passover blood on each house so that the destroyer of firstborn wouldn't touch them. Verse 29, by an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians tried it and drowned by faith. Verse 30, the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days and the walls fell flat. Verse 31, by an act of faith, Rahab, excuse me, the Jericho harlot 
welcomed the spies and escaped destruction that came on those who refused to trust God. Verse 32. I could go on and on. But I've run out of time. There are so many more. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sword thrusts. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, resurrection. Others brave abuse and whips, and yes, chains and dungeons. We have stories of those who were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood, stories of vagrant. Vagrants, wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. The world didn't deserve them. Making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith was exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us. That their faith and our faith would come together. To make one completed whole. Their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. My God. And I didn't paraphrase that. That was the word of God. Hebrews 11. Talking about crazy faith. All of these people that we just read about. They believe God. God did some miraculous things in their lives. Why? Because they have faith. Why? Because they remain loyal to God. Why? Because they trusted God. Why? Because they didn't give up. Why? Because they remain focused on God. This is what God wants. And what I love about in verse 39. It says not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary. Got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us. That their faith and our faith will come together to make one completed whole. Their lives of faith not completed apart from us. What God showed me about this last scripture. He said that. God said that even with crazy faith. The people in this passage they still did not receive the fulfillment of God's promises. Why? Because they were under the law. They were under the law. But we who have a covenant with Jesus have greater benefits when we have faith. Why? Because of the, uh, because of the benefits. Of having a relationship with Christ. We are under the covenant. We have a covenant. With God. We are married to Jesus Christ. We are married to him. So it's things that we benefit. Because we are married to Jesus Christ. 
but we will not receive those benefits if we don't activate our faith. If we don't use the faith, if we don't use faith to believe. So I encourage you that with all in all of this, you're closer than you think. And the enemy knows it. So I encourage you, don't give up. Continue to trust God. Continue to believe what he said in his word. Why? Because, and I want you, and I encourage you to go back to Hebrews 11 in your own time. Meditate on his word. Reread it for yourself and allow God to Holy Spirit to speak life into you. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you concerning this passage. To show you because Jesus and the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you that maybe he didn't reveal to me. That will be needed for your spiritual walk. So go back. Read Hebrews 11 for yourself. I read from the Message Bible, but you can read from the Amplified. You can read from the New Living Translation. Whichever version is best for you. Go back meditate on it. Remind yourself of what God did for, for those in the Word of God. And then also remind yourself of what God has already done for you. God has already been faithful. He's already kept his promises. But there's still more that God wants to do for you and through you. But you have to believe. Don't you dare give up now. Don't you dare give up. We've come too far to give up now. There's so much more in store that needs to take place. But we have to check our faith level. We have to check our faith level. God is still in the blessing business. God is still in the miracle working business. But it's not going to happen if we don't believe. God is not going to use this to do it if we don't believe. Believe. No, it's easier said than done. But it should be easier. Knowing that God has already done things on our behalf already. Believe. Don't give up. Trust God. You're closer. And I know I keep saying it, but trust me. The fact that you are facing opposition in this season is a clear indication that you are closer to the promises of God and seeing them manifested than you think. But you just have to hold on just a little while longer. Hold on just a little while longer. You're almost there. And it'll be worth it. Everything that you have to endure, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. And when you reach to that point of receiving the fullness and promises of God. Uh, you say, God, I thank you for keeping me. It was only because of you, Jesus, that I made it through. And now I get to reap the harvest of everything that I sold. Don't you want to reap the harvest at God's appointed time? Don't you want to see the promised land? Don't you want to actually not just see it, but actually walk in it? Because Moses saw the promised land. But he doubted God. He started working in his own strength. 
he was able to see it, but he wasn't able. Yeah, He wasn't able to actually walk in it. I don't want to just see it. I don't know about you. I don't want to just see the promises. I want to actually be able to reap the harvest. I want to receive it. And I believe that you want the same thing. So, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, God, for everybody that is watching and everybody that is listening this evening. Whether they're watching now, listening now, or if you're watching the future, Holy Spirit, I ask that you touch our minds right now, oh God. Cover our minds. Renew our minds. Remove anything that is not like you. Any negative thoughts, Father God, remove it out of the way in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I ask that you strengthen us, Father, in this hour. Strengthen us, Father God, to depend on you when all things that, Father God, naturally are coming against us, Father. That we look into the hills from which I help. Our help comes from you in the mighty name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit, that no matter, God, where circumstances arise, no matter what people may say, no matter if we look crazy to people or not, that, God, that we will rely on you, that we remain confident in you, that we remain, Father God, dependent on you. Holy Spirit, may our prayer life increase in the mighty name of Jesus. That as we continue to abide in you, Father God, you said in your word that when we abide in you, you will abide in us, God. As we draw closer to you, Father, you will be closer to us, Father. Holy Spirit, I ask, Father, that we don't give up. God, that we would not allow ourselves to focus, God, on what is happening naturally around us. But, Father God, we will keep our eyes stayed on you. Keep our eyes stayed on you, God, that we would keep our minds, God, meditated on your word, that we would use the word of God as our weapons of spiritual warfare, God, that we would put on the full armor of God and we won't take it off, God. Have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, Father God, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, Father God, the feet, the gospel of peace, Father God, hallelujah, may we have on full armor of God. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Father, in this time. The times may be hard. But I thank you, Holy Spirit, that through your strength, we can do all things through you, Jesus Christ. We can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthen us. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we're not giving up, that you're giving us, you're refusing us with more strength, Father, to continue to keep going, to continue fulfilling the work of the Lord, to continue doing the will of God. And God, at, the, at your appointed time, I believe in the mighty name of Jesus that we will reap the harvest. Why? Because we are making the decision and a commitment to not give up. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for every person, God, being able to walk into their promised land. To not just see it, God, but they will walk in their promised land in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. I think it, it is already done. That the old doors are being opened, Father God. That you're turning things around in the spirit realm, God. That you're, you're, you're making ways out of no way, Father. We thank you in advance, Father, for all things being done, God. We give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, everybody, for all those that are watching. I do want to close out with the call for salvation. For those that may not know Christ, 
And after watching this, you realize that you need Jesus and you realize that he is the missing link in your life. You thought that you can do everything by yourself and then you start feeling yourself sinking, start feeling things being against a crumble in your life. And that's because you need Jesus. But the wonderful thing is that salvation is free. This is your moment that you can have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're ready to accept him, I ask that you say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. And I realize that I need you in my life. I confess. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you died on the cross for my sins. You were buried and rose on the third day so that I can have life and have it more abundantly, eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Renew my mind. Wash me. Make me whole. I surrender myself and commit myself to serving you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, welcome into the body of Christ. The best decision you could ever make. You are a new creature. All those old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new in your life. Fresh new start. Fresh start. A new life. You are a new creature. And Jesus uh, is your anchor. Hallelujah. Jesus will show you the way. Why? Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can go to the Father but through Jesus Christ. And because you have something in your life, you now have the benefits of a king's kid. You now have the benefits of receiving divine favor. It's a beautiful thing. And for those of you that may have known Jesus Christ at one point in time, but you may have turned your back on God and you may have been unloyal to him because you allow circumstances to, to cause you to turn your back on him. And it's not from a judgmental state because I can tell you I have done it myself. But because God is so, his love is so unconditional. He's giving you this time to get it right. He's giving you this time to come back to him. He's such a loving father. And he wants to give you another chance to come back to Christ. So if you are ready for real, for real, <laughs> To come back to Jesus Christ. This is your moment. Tomorrow is not promised. Take full advantage of this moment in time. And say this prayer of rededication with me. Say Lord Jesus. I realize. That I turned my back on you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry God for being. Unloyal to you. I ask that you forgive me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right. I already believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I already believe that you're my savior. I forgive as you forgive me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance. I surrender my will unto you. I commit myself unto you that I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. If you said that prayer, welcome back into the body of Christ. The best decision you ever make in your life. You made the right choice. The slate is wiped clean. 
God has forgiven you. You have repented. Forgive yourself and move forward. I love you guys so much. I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that you were uplifted. I pray that your faith has been increased. God has, uh, I believe strongly. And I pray that you share your testimonies of what God is doing in your life. That as you have allowed your faith to be activated and allowed your faith to increase, I want you please to share those testimonies. Maybe you don't have to do it publicly. publicly. You can inbox me. And if you say you don't want everybody to know, but listen, that's a whole nother thing. I don't know about you, but when God's promises are manifesting in my life, I'm not going to be private about it. I'm going to shout across the mountaintops. Everybody going to know what God did for me. It's important that you share your testimony. So when God does it for you, please share it. And I'm going to celebrate with you. Because I don't want you to celebrate with me. So I'm going to celebrate with you. Because God is faithful. And he's going to do it. If you believe. So don't give up. You are almost there. So and ne- next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live. I will see you guys next week. Love you. Bye.